Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. Again, we cherish the opportunity to come across your radios and uh, uh, just, to, just to take some time to work our way through God's Word uh, as we go into this Christmas season. Uh, it's a great holiday for me. It's, a, it's one of those that I really love, short of Easter. I think it's my favorite holiday. Uh, we're just coming off of having a great Thanksgiving. So not with me, as always, is Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. So, Stephanie, we gave her a couple days off. Uh, the good news is she's spending time with family and friends that have traveled in from around the Midwest so they all could be together for Thanksgiving and do some Christmas shopping together and all those kinds of things that you only get to do once a year. But here's a cool thing. Uh, we have a guest with us today. Is His name is Micah McCurry, and we're going to tell you a little bit about him in a few minutes, and I'm excited. What we're trying to do this Christmas, as we did last year, is to give you the gift of a few ministries. So every week over the next few weeks leading up to Christmas, we're going to have a guest or two with us, and they're going to talk about their ministry and how it kind of interacts with ours and things that are going on that way. So uh, we're just really excited. And and uh, for those of you folks uh, uh, who are involved in a ministry where you get tracks and stuff, you'll be real excited about hearing from Brother Micah. He is definitely in the track business, and uh, so we want to talk to you about that. Uh, as you know, we have this segment. We call it the Norton Knuckleheaded Segment, and the reason we have the Knuckleheaded Segment is threefold. Number one, so that you'll know what a knucklehead looks like. Number two, so you won't be a knucklehead. And number three, uh, it's humorous sometimes. But lately, i got to be upfront with you, it hasn't been that humorous But uh, as we continue on. So for me, uh, I want to give you, you might be a knucklehead if, again, with the context of working with people with PTSD, hurting hearts, those people who are out there that want to help folks and so many of you out there are going through stuff and we know that. And we just prayed that God would use this podcast for you. And, uh, but one of the things that we don't do and don't say, and that would make us a knucklehead again, this is a, a bifold type of thing. This covers both areas. Don't just walk up to somebody, uh, and make this word when they have PTSD, when they're suffering from bad things, don't say to them, it couldn't have been that bad. That's the craziest thing ever, folks. We don't do that with people with PTSD. And those of you who are out there who have PTSD, you know better than that. And uh, so let's make sure we not do that. Those of us who work with other people, even if we do have PTSD, we don't want to go down that road. So you might be a knucklehead if you say it couldn't have been that bad. I mean, here you are today, you're looking all better. That's just silliness. Let's not do that today. And so as we move on, I told you I'd introduce you to Brother Micah. So with us is Brother Mike McCurry, uh, Micah McCurry. Brother Micah, tell us a little bit about your ministry. First of all, thank you so much, sir, for the opportunity. It's a privilege to be speaking to your audience and to sure. each one of you that's listening right now. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 
My name is Michael McCurry, and I have the great privilege of serving the Lord as an evangelist, but also as the director of a ministry called Bible Tracks Incorporated. Now, that ministry, it's uh, outlived me a little bit. It's been around since 1938. Now, there may be a few folks in your audience that remembers the good old 30s, but that was a little before my time. But a gentleman named Dr. Paul Levine founded this ministry by God's leading back in 1938. And we just tabulated up every once in a while. We'll run the numbers. And last month, we put out 600, we surpassed 607 million gospel tracts put out around the world and all done free of charge. And to God be the glory, and he's allowed us to not only survive, not only the, the last few difficult years, but also the eight decades previous by his grace and the generous giving of God's people. And so that's our ministry. We put gospel tracts into over 170 different countries in dozens of languages. And kind of our heartbeat is the word of God to all the world, but making sure that no Christian worker, like many of the folks listening to this broadcast right now, that no Christian worker is in want for the tools they need to evangelize the lost. And so gospel tracts are a very powerful tool. And, yeah. You know, Doug, I, I have people all the time that they ask me almost sheepishly, you know, did gospel tracts, do they still work these days? Do people still use gospel tracts? Well, the 23 people that let us know they accepted Christ as their Savior last month will tell you, yes, they still work. So anyway, that's our ministry, and I appreciate the opportunity to talk about it a little bit. Yeah, no, that's pretty great news. And folks, we know that carrying gospel tracts and giving one to somebody is one of the easiest ways to do confrontational evangelism. I mean... You leave it in. Uh, you leave a good tip at your restaurant. You leave a gospel track. You meet somebody. I left one this morning over here at Starbucks and uh, finished up my six mile run and decided it was time to get a vente latte. Praise God! But there I am giving them a track again. And the lady said to me, she said, "Doug, you give me a track every time you come in here." And I said, "I'm still going to give you a track. You need to read them." And uh, tracks are a big part of witnessing to somebody. I can't tell you how many times I opened a track and went through the Bible verses and things of that nature while someone's doing that. Now, I want to go back here, Brother Micah, and I think it's a, so these folks obviously can find you at, uh, uh, you said, Bible Tracks Incorporated website, so make sure you look that up. I want to go back to what happened, was his name Brother Levine, the gentleman who started uh, this organization? That's correct. Yes, sir. It's amazing how God puts these things together. His name is Dr. Paul Levine. Now, just some interesting factoids. Brother Levine started in evangelism, led by the Lord, when he was just a teenager. Young man, he was known as, he started so young, he was known as the boy evangelist. And he stayed faithful so long, preaching God's word and preaching to teens and adults and missions conferences and you name it. But he stayed faithful so long, he was, that he was known in his later years as the dean of evangelists. So, he passed away in 96, but we have wow. such a great legacy in his in the ministry that he's left us. And to God be the glory, it's still going on. Yeah, yeah. So knowing that our audience is really made up of a couple types of folks, those who have been through terrible hurt and suffer from PTSD and those who want to help. And uh, 
And and so I know along the way, last week we got to meet, so I think it was a week ago Wednesday, we actually were on the phone, and, and uh, one of the things I talked to Brother Micah about is they have a track specially made for folks with PTSD. Now, uh, that's a big reason why Brother Micah is on the phone with us today, is we, we want to stay close to the vest with what we're doing, and tell us a little bit about that track, where it came from, uh, the availability, and things of that nature. Yes, sir. I, our great desire with gospel tracks is to answer a need. And, of course, every gospel track, if it's doing its job to the gospel, points people to Jesus Christ. And, of course, our, our major eternal need is our need for a Savior. But there are many different ways, I don't mean many different paths to heaven, but many different avenues we can take to lead someone to a saving knowledge of Christ. And one of the ways we do that is with different titles of gospel tracks. Now, our ministry has about 40 different titles. And uh, you may ask, and, and kind of preemptively I'll answer this question, some people have asked me, you know, isn't there just like one silver bullet gospel track, just one gospel track that works in every situation? Well, I, I don't know if we have any fishermen or hunters or, or a lady fishermen, you name it, that, that might be listening right now, but you know that you use different types of lures for different types of fish you're going after, right? You use different calibers of ammunition for different types of prey you're going after when you're hunting. And kind of a silly illustration, and I, I will answer that question, Brother Doug, I promise. But the more, a silly illustration I would use is when you're going hunting, if you, if you were going to go, let's say, squirrel hunting, you know, those little miserable creatures that eat all of my wife's bird seed, right? And if you were using a 12-gauge slug gun with a massive projectile, you pull that trigger and you make contact, there will be no squirrel left over, right? It's not the right type of ammunition. But on the inverse, if you went bear hunting, big old bear, and you went out with a 22, just a little rifle, when you pull that trigger a couple times, all you're going to do is irritate the bear, and there will be nothing of you left over. My point in giving that illustration is this, that we need to have the right kind of ammunition for the gospel fight that we are in. And that leads me to this new gospel track called The Warrior. I say brand new because it's actually being printed right now. Uh, we have a need in our nation, in our world, much along the lines of what you folks are doing, to help the hurting, help the wounded spirits. And so the opportunity presented itself, a friend of mine, a Marine, saw the need, seized the need. Of course, we hear the statistics, 22 veterans a, a day um, with suicide and all those things. Well, there's an eternal, a, a, a really uh, a heavenly need there. And so he and I co-wrote this gospel track. Now we play off of the biblical account of a man that we would all be familiar with from the Bible named David. And you know David, in the Bible, he struggled with many of the things that people that may even be listening right now have struggled with. I think of Psalm 32.3. Now, these are verses that may be familiar to our, to our audience, but listen to this. David said, When I kept my silence, my bones waxed old through my roaring all the day long. And in Psalm 38, verse 4, For mine iniquities are gone over mine head as in heavy burden." They are too heavy for me. And in many other ver verses, David references these struggles. And our desire through this gospel track is to take this great need and explain to the reader that they can find peace, not peace through 
any other source but through Jesus Christ. That's the only source of lasting peace. And so my Marine friend and I, we co-wrote this, and to God be the glory, it's being printed right now. We're excited what, to see what God's going to do with it. People can order it when, uh, very soon on BibleTracksInc.org. BibleTracksInc.org. We'd love to get you some of those. Amen. BibleTracksInc.org. So, folks, make sure you get out there. Now, just quickly, before, I want to go to a, a personal testimony from you here in a minute, but I want to go back to the track. So, I, if there's a number of tracks, so we have a lot of pastors and missionaries and um, missionary past, pastors' wives and missionaries around the world. Uh, and uh, how would they find a – would this have like a library of your tracks and a picture of them and, and, and what they are, what they look like, those types of things? That's correct, yes, sir. We, uh, as I said, we have about 40 different titles. You can find tracks titled Peace in Terminal Illness. You can find Comfort in Time of Loss. Of course, this new one, The Warrior. Um, one title, Overwhelmed, and The Best I Can, and I'm Keeping the Ten Commandments, and all of these different titles you can find on that website, BibleTracksInc.org. Not only can you see what the front cover will look like, but you can also read the full content on there. Now, for those that are listening right now, I make it really easy for you. If you have a question, a comment, anything at all, you can actually contact me directly. Brother Doug, if it's okay, I'd like to give sure. a text number, if that's all right. Sure. You can actually text me right now. Here's the phone number. I'll give it to you nice and slow for our radio audience, maybe if you're listening that way. But here's that number, 309-316-7240. Now, that'll actually come directly to me. It's not a... It's not a chat bot or anything like that. I will be the one corresponding with you. I'll give you that number one more time very quickly. But if you have a question about any of our tracks, we also can customize them with church information, ministry information, things like that. We'd love to talk to you about that. But that number is 309-316-7240. Excellent. Excellent. That's great. Now, Brother Micah, tell us a little bit about yourself. Now, were you... uh, I, I guess, you know, when you were saved, uh, were you raised in the church? Those types of things. Tell us a little bit about uh, your walk with the Lord and uh, how Absolutely. you ended up where you are today. Yes, sir. I, I've been very blessed. And something that I might share with some of the audiences, I was actually raised in a military home. Uh, I was raised also in a Christian home, praise the Lord. But my father and my mother uh, were in the military, United States Army. My dad retired as a full bird colonel a few years ago, and so I had the opportunity to be raised as an, as an army brat, as it were, and some of the discipline and things that come with all of those things. But then also it, it allowed me to be close to many of the soldiers and different things, different people that my dad worked alongside. And so this issue of, of PTSD is something that I, I've, I've had the opportunity, I wouldn't say privilege necessarily, but the opportunity to see up close and to see the devastating effects it can have has given me a little bit of a burden that way. I was saved as a young boy in Monterey Bay, California, at a good church there, and got to be raised in church throughout my my uh, my younger years, my uh, really my, my entire childhood. I went off to Bible college, studied for the ministry, served as an associate pastor in Akron, Ohio, for about five and a half years or thereabouts. And uh, now in full-time evangelism, traveling the country and 
the world as, uh, as borders are open, I should say, uh, telling people about the gospel and uh, letting people know about our gospel tracts. Wow, that's pretty cool. So as a traveling evangelist, uh, um, what's, what's a meeting look like uh, for you most of the time? Is it like a Wednesday sure. through a Sunday? Uh, I mean, what is a, what is your average evangelistic meeting look like? Absolutely. And to give you an average would be a little bit difficult because it can be all over the place. I will say, Lord bless, I just came through about my busiest uh, season in evangelism. I, I spoke, I preached 20 times in 10 days. And for some folks listening, they say, oh, that's nothing. Uh, well, it, 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 for me at least, with my, with my minuscule skill set, that was a lot. And uh, so the Lord bless. But that one, for instance, that was a, a Sunday through a Thursday meeting and then speaking in the Christian school chapels as well and uh, preached a lot of teen rallies. I'll be a part of at least four, five, six weeks of different teen and junior camps this coming summer. And a missions I love, love missions conferences and the opportunity to, to speak to the worldwide need and, of course, talk about gospel tracts. Um, but really, it kind of runs the gamut from teen rallies to revivals to single services, missions conferences, uh, Christian schools, you name it. Lord's opened many doors, and it's just been a phenomenal opportunity to serve him. Excellent. I, I think I love the work of an evangelist probably more than anything else. Now, how do we... Uh, I guess what I, the question I'm trying to ask, I want to phrase this properly is you're coming into town, you're coming and a lot of pastors, a lot of missionaries listening to us, a lot of men and women that prepare for the evangelist and their family. How do you come into town? How do they prepare for you? I mean, is there, is the best way to do this, to throw, put flyers everywhere, to do a mail out? I mean, how would you recommend a church prepare for an evangelist? Absolutely. And of course, it's very event specific. But I will say, first of all, thank you for that question, because a lot of times an evangelist comes into town and it's one of those situations where the, the assumption is, is that they're going to bring all of the power with them. They're going to bring all the, the, the oomph and the, everything with them. But I, I will say this. It's been amazing to me, especially over these last two years. And I know it's been tumultuous for many people, a lot of turmoil worldwide and personally, but it's been absolutely astounding to me every time that we've put, uh, with our ministry, a special emphasis on prayer, I've just been amazed to see what God will do. The, the, uh, the first and foremost thing that I would say for any church, any ministry that, that I'd be going to, is I would love for a church to bathe any special meeting, really any event, in prayer. It's just amazing to me when prayer has been a part of the foundation of something, how much more God blesses it. And so, absolutely, let's do the work. Let's put out gospel tracts. Let's put out flyers. And, and I, I have the Bible track echoes radio broadcast and things I can use for some promotion and all those type of things. That, that's great. But the more important than any of that is for the Holy Spirit to have free, free reign in a meeting. And so that, that, more than anything, is what I'd ask people to do. Excellent. Excellent. So now your life verse, Brother Micah. You know what? That's a great question. I have been between a couple. I don't, I don't know if that's allowed. I don't know if I have to. Uh, it's allowed. I have two. Seven years old, and that's the only one I can have. Um, but there, there's two main, and really they're almost passages of Scripture. Again, I, I, I kind of maybe break the mold. I'm not sure if this is allowed. But the two passages that I would ask people maybe if they have an opportunity later today 
to look at. I won't recite them the whole things. I'll just give you even a paraphrase of both of them. But Joel chapter 2, the book of Joel. It's maybe a, a book that you haven't read since last year when you were going through your Bible reading and reading through the Bible. But Joel chapter 2 and towards the tail end of that chapter, when it talks about the young men and the old men dreaming dreams and having visions, I'm not talking about some extra biblical thing or anything like that, but for me, I, I, I believe firmly that our impact, specifically for God, our impact is only inhibited by our imagination. And I believe we have a dearth of imagination in Christian circles today. What I think we need to be thinking bigger and doing more than we ever have in the past. The tools at our disposal, for instance, this podcast, this radio broadcast, we didn't have this 20 and 30 and 40 years ago, and now we have all these things. So Joel chapter 2, if you look at that whole chapter, and then my second, maybe, maybe it's tied for first, but Psalm 107. Of course, verse 2, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, and all of those amazing verses. I would like you, I'm not going to spill the beans, but if you have a chance, look at Psalm 107, and you're going to see four or five times a single verse gets repeated throughout that entire chapter. Look at that if you would, and I think verse number 24, kind of tail, dovetailing, and this is a longer answer than you asked for, but dovetailing with Joel chapter 2, the Bible says, they that go down to the sea in ships that do business in great waters, these see, if I, if I recall correctly, the works of the Lord. And what I've realized is to do great things for God, sometimes we have to push away from shore. You know on those old maps where they used to say, here there be monsters or here there be dragons? Well, that's where God's work often takes us. But thankfully, he's the pilot of our ship and he takes care of us. So Joel chapter 2, Psalm 107, look those up if you get a chance. Well, thanks, brother. Thanks for being with us. Just a reminder, folks, that uh, we have Micah McCurry with us today. He's uh, His website is BibleTracksINC.org. Make sure you get out there and you take a look. There's 40 tile, titles, and one of them is their new PTSD track, which is printing as we speak, called The Warrior. So probably by the time you folks hear this, uh, it'll be readily available. Also, he gave a phone number where you could get a hold of him, text him, 309 316 Seven two four zero, and he's an army brat. So I made a couple of them myself with my wife and God at work. And folks, it's an honor to be with you. We wish you a merry Christmas. We got a real exciting guest again tomorrow. So you want to make sure you come back and hear that. And then Stephanie will be with us Wednesday through Friday. We sure do love you, folks, and hope you're having a great day. May the Lord bless you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth 
confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and He will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.